Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Job Pod with Youth Employment Services. My name is Roy Morrison, and I'm an employment facilitator at YES. And today I'm here with Jericho Rallo, who works in human resources, both with the Canadian Forces and with the CRA at the federal level. So Jericho, can you just introduce yourself and quickly give us a rundown of what you do? Hi, Morag. Yeah, like you said, so I work for the CRA uh, as an HR assistant and also for the reserves uh, at the Canadian Forces as an HR administrator there. And can you tell us what your first job was and what kind of things you learned at that job that you use in your current role today? Uh, okay, so my first job was at McDonald's when I was 16. Um, I only lasted there for three weeks, unfortunately. <laughs> but the one thing that I learned from that job was probably the importance of training. Because basically I quit because I wasn't trained properly and I was just stressed out the entire time. And I just felt like I was incapable of doing things properly so that kind of like affected my morale so I decided to quit after three weeks and from that yeah I learned that it is very important for you to be trained at any job so you can you know be useful and not be stressed out (laughs) yeah absolutely that totally makes sense it's always good to like learn learn lessons from something where maybe something should have happened but didn't happen and then you think oh you know there's an absence of something very integral here yeah well yeah because like I have to train new employees sometimes at my current position so I keep that in mind so I tell myself like if I don't train them properly then they're not going to be able to perform the the way that they should and that might reflect reflect poorly on them and on me so it's kind of one thing that I keep in mind all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have that driving you at work. And then moving on from that, what kind of experiences or training have you had that have gotten you to your current roles? So for the Canadian Forces, I joined right after university. The way it works there is uh, they train you with everything. So you don't have to come in knowing what trade or knowing the background of the trade that you're applying for. So for me, it was HR administrator and you do your basic training and they send you out to board in for two months to give you the proper training to become qualified for that specific trade. And after that, then you can apply for certain positions um, within the military for the CRA. I was able to use that training and also with my education. Um, I did the HR management program through the U of W. That was a nine month program, but I think now it's 11 months. So that's kind of like a compressed program that they offer through PACE and they give you a certificate and HR management diploma with that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get that program through the U of W. Did you have to have an undergrad first? Uh, you don't have to. So it's considered a post-grad program, but um, some people straight from high school apply for that. It's just useful to have an undergrad to kind of complement that if you want to apply for your certification. But yeah, it, you don't have to have an undergrad for that program. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by certification? Because I know... 
for HR professionals, there's a few different options for certification and they might be different. Um, yeah, so after your program, there is an exam that you write. It's called the NKE. So it's a national knowledge exam. And then when you pass that, you will get the, your certification. So it's through the CPHR. So this is a certified professional in human resources. So you can put that on. It's like a post-nominal title that you can have. And some employers look for that in particular. So it's a great asset to have. But I know a lot of people in my industry that have never written the NKE. So it kind of just like depends where you want to go to towards. Okay, neat. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was one of those professional designations where you legally need to have it or if it's just something that kind of boosts your resume or not. Yeah, it, it's not, you don't have to have it legally, but it kind of broadens your spectrum Okay. and opens a lot of doors. Yeah. Awesome. And then what are some of the strengths you've had that have allowed you to succeed in your roles in HR? I would say a lot of focus and being flexible with changes. When I was doing my undergrad, I was very like pigeonholed and you know, you're kind of just like hyper-focusing on one thing. But one thing I learned is like, be open for change and embrace that and kind of just like listen to what other people are telling you and apply that to kind of like the job that you do every day. Would you say that working retail gave you customer service strengths or anything like that? Oh, yes, definitely. Working in retail gives you a lot of the experience you need to kind of deal with different personalities and quick changes with your work. So you're able to adapt faster and yeah, use that to your advantage, basically. Mm -hmm. How many years did you work retail? Do you remember off the top of your head? I think from 17 to what, two years ago, to 10 years, probably. <laughs> it's a long time, but it's like on and off. So mm -hmm. like I would work summers when I was in university or yeah, full time when I graduated because it was like it's kind of hard to look for jobs right away after university. So that's kind of one thing you need to remember as well, <laughs> especially like nowadays, especially with COVID. Mm -hmm. It's a tough job market out there in a big way. Yes. <laughs> there are still jobs available, but things, yeah, with the unemployment rates we're seeing is definitely, definitely longer job hunts. And on the flip side of that, what are some of the weaknesses that you've had to work on in your career? Time management was one thing that I had to work on really hard, especially having to balance, you know, having more than one job while being in school and trying to socialize with your friends and family. But yeah, I was able to transfer the skill set to my current position and being able to meet deadlines. I would recommend having a journal and writing things down, having a checklist. <laughs> yeah, I really like the sticky notes function on my computer. I find that very, very handy. Yes, work. same. <laughs> yeah, for keeping me on track and to remember if I need to do something. So Yeah. <laughs> And what kind of advice would you give people who are interested in working in HR, who are interested in working for the government or kind of anything surrounding what you do? On a personal level, I would say be able to embrace change and focus on the details. This will kind of like alleviate a lot of stress and anxiety. And also, if you're unsure about something, ask. 
it's better than doing something incorrectly and, you know, spending more time correcting it. And so career-wise, I would say any skill set that you can have or experiences that you can have, take it because later in life, you can use that towards your advantage. And yeah, like just with my job in particular, a lot of legislations change and a lot of policies change. So being able to keep yourself up to date and read a lot about those changes will help you succeed in the role that you're in. And I'm going to be totally honest. I really don't know what HR does because in my mind, HR does everything. (laughs) So can you walk me through some of the tasks that you do in your job, like some of the more obvious ones, but then also some of the ones that people might not know that is the responsibility of a human resource professional? Yes, you're right. HR is like a huge kind of like umbrella term. So there, under HR, there's, you know, pay, there's training and development, there's recruitment, there's labor relations. So within that spectrum, you can have like different, like a variety of jobs in like, you know, in one department. So I specifically do, for the CRA, I'm in resourcing, so staffing. So as an assistant there, I take care of hiring processes, a lot of file management on my end and being able to kind of like get in touch with the hiring managers and the advisors that we have to to kind of like manage the files better so we can find the right fit for those positions. For the Canadian Forces, I'm an HR administrator there. So the HR spectrum in the Canadian Forces is pretty narrow so there's only two kinds so there's the administrator and then there's the financial side of things i'm in the administrative side so i deal with pay there i do some claims so when people are traveling to their courses or from we have a lot of people coming back from latvia so we try to manage their files so they can get paid and get their claims faster or if people are getting posted out to different provinces we do the paperwork for that as well and we manage a lot of the policy changes. We ensure that our unit, the members of our unit are informed and they have the proper knowledge for these changes. So, you know, they don't miss anything basically. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna throw you a bit of a wild card question here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of misconceptions about HR are out there that you can think of that you might want to debunk that were mean (laughs) (laughs) or that were scary like people when people think of hr they think of you know the enemy and i think that's there's some truth in that but i think that's like an old you know belief or stereotype that people might have towards that profession I can only speak for like my experience working for the federal government. A lot of our role is, you know, mediating and ensuring that people are getting the proper support that they need, you know, for changes, especially during COVID. A lot of the, our colleagues in labor relations, they were working full time, trying to accommodate people working from home or people, you know, with stress and anxiety that comes with the pandemic. They were, we were able to kind of help them out in a way that you know, like other departments really 
can't provide some of those help. Mm-hmm. Did that? Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I think like a lot of people think of HR as like the bad people. I don't know. That's the one thing that I learned also, like being in the HR management program, is like people are gonna think that you're you're the bad guy, but a lot of times it's not. <laughs> it's not the case, yeah. Because I think when people think of HR, they only think of more the disciplinary side. Yeah, like it's not for everyone. People. Yeah, when there's so mm-hmm. much more that HR does, and there's so much more that falls under the umbrella of what HR is, and like you were saying, there's so many different kinds of roles even with a, under that umbrella. There's there's no one job yeah. that is HR or human resources professional when there's so much going on that that yeah, falls exactly. there. I don't know. An analogy that like I've heard a lot of times is like HR is basically like your union. Oh, really? So there, yeah, it's like HR is there to kind of ensure that the workplace is, you know, like following the legislation, work-life balance, or if people are not getting paid over time, or you know, like the like time off that's allotted for a specific person. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for kind of breaking that all down for us. Is there anything else you wanted to share? I, on like a personal level, I would say you have a plan B. <laughs> That's one thing I learned. So don't focus on one thing that, you know, like, I'm not saying that you should expect yourself to fail, but having a plan B kind of just like, it's like your safety net. So you can like freely move towards that and ensure that you kind of flourish in that plan B. I don't know, that's more of like a person level. <laughs> no, I think that's great advice. I think it's it's really important, especially just in the job market we have now for people to ensure that even though they might have a career goal that's very specific to leave space for other options to come up and to be working towards kind of different options at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, just because I work in staffing, one tip for if you're applying for positions, every employer is going to list, you know, qualifications and assets. If you read that and you feel like you don't check all the boxes and you only check, like, let's say 50% or whatever, apply for it anyway. Because a lot of those things that they list there are, you know, teachable skills. Like, they can train you towards it. You just have to, like, ensure that you're able to, you know, learn those skills and just go for it. <laughs> I love hearing you say that because I am always, always, always telling clients to apply for jobs that they don't meet all the qualifications for because that's so true, right? Like most job mm-hmm. postings are their ideal candidate, right? It's yeah. like their dream candidate is who the job posting is is describing. And most employers are willing to be flexible on that if you can meet and be able to learn and be teachable, for yeah. the skills that you don't have. So I am so glad to hear you say that as someone who works in <laughs> HR. Uh, it, really, it really affirms <laughs> what I do. So that's great. Uh, so thanks so much for joining us today on the Job Pod. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and if you are listening and you're interested in doing career exploration or want help with your resume or applying for jobs, you can find us at yesmb.ca. And from there, you can go to our contact us page to get in touch with an employment facilitator today. Thanks for joining us on the job pod. 